Act 1, Scene 5 On New Year's Eve, Faustus sits in his gloomy study, pondering the sunset, which he sees by its glorious inference upon the frosted panes of his mullioned windows, illuminating each glass square, gleaming traced patterns of ice, like veined leaves with golden light, a gilt inflamed, each pane glowing so richly that he is mesmerized to stare at them. No parchment map reveals these immaterial realms, nor chart for vacant death, nor pathways to escape from death. For no one living has yet come back, wherever it may be, to where the soul or body goes, if it be material and real, if it be genuine and true. Or is this comforting sentiment for widows, for mothers of the dead? to soothe the misery of grief or opiate the anguish of a lonely grave. No one gone has come again, has visited in return, no one but that one that he did not believe. He who would be Lord, avowed Savior. He who would demand from him belief, which Faustus could no longer believe. Though in poignant longing sometimes yet he wished he could, like those children in the street, believe as had his mother had, shown in constancy, believe as simply as his frail sister, praying while suffering. But he who should prevent it, should preserve the innocent, who should assure the good against cruel punishment, had silently and heartlessly stood witness while undeserving children hurt horribly and died, while wicked men prevailed and were sustained even in his holy name, even in his house unblamed. Thus Faustus lost his faith, betrayed, he felt, and saw his savior sinister illusion or fake. Faustus chose instead the truth that he could take and hold his hard reality in his hand, and test reductively by acid solutions of his mind, and forsook all sumptuous dreams of immortality. of that fabled place hid somewhere east by some reports inaccessible on cliffs cloud-lofted peaks 
where is a portal to a perfect past, our place of origin, our cause of being. Yes, paradise is reported, hidden to our world, but whether populated is not known. A spring upwelling, swelling at its heart, lushly feeds all freshets and all rivers of all the peopled places of the world. Beside this virgin water rises up the canopied tree of knowledge, fruit of which they say disgraced mankind, but which shamed delectable fruit Faustus must take. Faustus speaks. If no map is made, and now the earth is circumscribed, so we must believe this perfect place out of this world, yet of a world within the world, as my mind inside my body, as real as mind, but beyond mere matter, pleasure, or pain. In my dreams, I think I see. Awaking in the night, I see. I rise above my body and free from substance, a shade, a soul. I fly like thought by wish or willful, am gone or pass, and witness invisibly a boy who hides the stolen bread, a girl who wants a lover and the wife who takes him, and he who cheats them both, a priest in sin, a sinner in her sanctity. And if I might... If I could, I'd rise above the heavens and the earth and pass to afterlife, to see what's really there, and from that land we lost, if it's not false, I'd take the fruit that God denied. Into the land of death I'd go like Christ, without intention to defeat it. I would entreat it, tell me for what reason that you kill
Christ as death's accountant debits mine to balance his. Faith is this cruel conspiracy to coerce hope for immortality. But I do not believe that men deserve it more than any other animal that breathes, and those we slaughter so that we may eat. No, it is against all nature that I see this here and all around me, eternity, that seceding sea, the succession of unending change, which moment to moment as wave, up-pitched to toppling wave, plunges again in rhythm of reality, like breathing, re-arising, dissolving, coming once to be, then is no more, repeatedly, dying to life, like this live bird, or dead bird, rotten corpse, maggots, and flies, born to death, like this fly, this leaf, this tree, that lists to grasp the sun's last fiery vapors, and burnt to solutions, our universe goes out into an other goes tumbling darkly out. Now, what I am matters not that much that I should think I must last forever. Yet while I live, I seek, I seek and crave and am on fire with astonished clarity to know, to see what all of this may be. The flames of dying day struggled with another night. The winds arose in sympathy like grief, like anger, assaulting trees, and thrashing wildly. Faustus sat silently, closed his eyes, and addressed himself to this inwardly, that which once before appeared. He knew the name. He called decisively. He spoke at once, then turned away toward his inner realm. Pivoting inside himself, he faced himself. Backwards, he stepped outside, backwards, into the day, and there it stood, awaiting him, as if it had been always there, invisibly. The spirit was lengthy, lean, Almost unseen, it asked again, Why do you want to see me? To which Faustus replied wordlessly, You know, you've always known. Speak it, said the spirit. You must say it. I want you to give me all I want to know. I want no lies. I want as well no fantasies. You will tell me all I want. Show me what I will. 
and I will promise you that you may take me when I die. I do not care to what place I go. I cannot do this of my sole volition. You and I shall always answer to the other. What is he? Why is he not here? I cannot act unless it will. But who is he? The spirit would not tell. But Faustus would not shrink from his morbid goal. So be it. So it will be. Let him take me also. Then to your rooms I'll come when midnight comes. And tonight we'll make our pact. To make you happy and myself complete. But consider, Faustus, what you do. You go where not you know. Is it darkness? Is it death? Is it perfect emptiness?